Oh, hi. It's Editor Lee here, back from about a month-long hiatus. I was moving to a new city. But I just wanted to leave a little preamble to this episode, and I hope that you take just a moment to listen before we dive into the awesome show we're discussing tonight. My first and foremost purpose, as you know, if you are a longtime fan of the show, but if you're new, my first and foremost purpose is always to entertain and make you, dear listeners, think more deeply about the incredibly complex female characters you see on television, read in books, and watch in films. Sadly, there are far too few strong women of color highlighted in these genres, and so I wanted to take a moment, or 15 to 20 minutes, uh, to highlight and explore a show that I believe is doing a great job, Vagrant Queen. Toward the end, I'll also be discussing other shows with good representation. As Cameron Grimes, someone who deeply resonates with me and someone who I deeply respect, said on Twitter, quote, I did nothing to deserve my privilege, and they did nothing to deserve any less, close quote. I want to take this episode to celebrate and elevate my sisters of color, who play incredibly interesting and strong characters in science fiction and fantasy entertainment. Black lives matter. And I hope this episode serves to introduce you to some incredible women and hopefully inspires you to stand up for what is right. Human rights should not be an opinion to disagree on. Equality should be for all. And with that said, this is episode 44. Get some snacks, get some drinks, and let's get to the theme. Welcome back to the show. I'm Lee, your friendly neighborhood host. This episode is very near and dear to my heart, and I am so excited to discuss the topic with you. But first, a little nerdy news to brighten your week. News. Netflix just dropped the first trailer for its upcoming animated film called Over the Moon. The film is about a girl who builds a rocket to travel to the moon to meet a goddess she was taught about as a little kid. It's apparently coming sometime fall 2020, and the trailer got me so excited. I'll drop the link to it in the show notes. I have a confession that I am pretty sure I've made on a prior episode, but I had not seen the original Frozen when I found myself hanging out with my little nephew pre-pandemic, and he asked me to see Frozen 2. Gladly, I obliged and got us some sweet seats in the film in IMAX. I enjoyed it immensely and admittedly watched the original Frozen on Disney Plus that weekend. Anywho, <laughs> Disney Plus will be hosting all six episodes of Into the Unknown, a behind-the-scenes documentary showing you what it took to create the number one animated film of all time. You can catch the documentary on June 26th. So that was a little while ago, but <laughs> it should be up on uh, Disney Plus now. Lastly, Let's chat about the Star Wars universe for a hot minute. Dr. Shelley Lona Afra was the first character introduced in the Star Wars comics to get her own Marvel solo series. It had 40 issues, and a second edition is in the works right now. I think she'd make an incredible live-action adaptation, and so does Sci-Fi Wire. 
check out their well-researched and engaging article in the show notes. All right, on with the show. Vagrant Queen is a 2020 sci-fi series set mostly in a galaxy most definitely not our own. The series follows a somewhat thrown-together group of space pirates who join a princess fleeing from a group who weirdly worship her and want to make her their queen, and also another group called the Republic who wants to kill her or imprison her for being a part of the fallen monarchy. The series has an incredibly fun and powerful visual style. It has freeze-frame fighting, soundtrack dissonance, my favorite, and killer one-liners. It's full of heart and humor. Of note, Vagrant Queen is pretty unique. Every single episode was written and directed by women, and that is rare in today's industry. The series is headed by Adrienne Ray, playing Alita. Adrienne is an incredibly interesting human. She's of African-American, German, Native American, and Venezuelan descent. According to her website, she graduated from University of Sciences in Philadelphia with two degrees in medical laboratory sciences, among other things, and physician assistant studies. She was discovered on the internet in 2013, I believe uh, YouTube and Instagram, and in 2019, she was cast in the leading role as Alita in Vagrant Queen. I'd highly recommend giving her Instagram some love if you like Instagram. I really enjoy the things that she posts there. I'll leave her Instagram handle in the show notes. She is an incredible woman and a talented actress, and I see so much potential for her in the future. I cannot wait to see what happens. I'm going to be cheering all the way. Alita as a character is one of the most interesting characters I've seen in a good long while. At the beginning of the series, we see that Alita's parents sent her away to avoid capture by the rebel group dismantling the monarchy. She's the sole heir uh, to the monarchy. We find her years later, though, and our introduction to her is her single-handedly taking down two very large thugs trying to steal her loot. Alita is tough as nails throughout the series, and she has a very, very hard time letting people in and letting people help her. Her family has taught her to be wary of people's motives and that the only person she could trust was herself. That was further reinforced through what happened to her as she grew up alone, fighting her way across the universe. Not our own again. The, through the course of the series, though, you start to see her let people in slowly and carefully. Alita as a character is pretty much the perfect marriage of intensity and strength mixed with a, a killer sense of humor. She was so incredibly easy for me to relate to and invest in emotionally. I could have seen the character played angry and too serious, but as she's played, her strength isn't without vulnerability, and I think that is so important. That balance is crucial to the complexity of the character. Sci-Fi Channel has, to me, always been good at promoting inclusivity and diversity when it comes to queer characters, and Alita is no different. The chemistry between her and Amei was brilliant, and I am so glad they chose to lean into that. A little side tidbit, Adrienne apparently did her own stunts, which just immediately always makes me stand up and take notice of an actress. Not because I think those things have to be done, or that I think any less of actors who don't do it, 
but it shows an extra little something something. I, I can't quite put my finger on it. Alita as a character has given me so much strength and desire to be brave over the last couple of months. She has so many traits I wish I had. And really, isn't that what characters like Alita help us do? They help us to see that we can be brave, strong, kind, hilarious, and vulnerable all at the same time. Anywho, that seems like a great segue to Amay. Amay is played by Alex McGregor. Alex is a South African actress uh, who is relatively unknown, at least to me. I didn't see too much on her IMDb. Uh, She was born in 1993, so that makes her what? 27? 20? 28? 27. Math is hard for me, but I digress. (laughs) Alex apparently loves donuts, according to her Instagram, and I am all about donuts. I hope we see so much more from this young actress in the future, too. She has a bright future. Amay is introduced to us as the quick-witted, intelligent, funny, charming, and warm mechanic who helps Isaac and Alita get the heck off of a space station and fix up the Winnipeg, Alita's ship. Well, I guess it's kind of Isaac's ship, but Alita commandeers it. Anyway, uh, she initially seems pretty naive and trusting, but there is so much more to Amay. Amay is really quick at thinking on her feet. She gets the team out of more than one scrape. And she is ingenious when it comes to rigging up technological things. Amay is also patient and intuitive when it comes to those around her. She knows when to hang back and let someone cry and yell and be upset and when to push. Uh, There's a really incredible scene, I think in episode four or five, I'm not sure. Isaac has done something to Alita and Amay holds him back because she just knows that that's not going to be the thing that's going to help Alita at that moment. And I really love the way that they played that scene out. I love that Amay lets Alita know that she's not alone. And I love her willingness and optimism to keep trying, even when the odds are stacked against them. She has so much heart, and I found myself really comforted and strengthened by seeing a character like her on television with everything that's going on in the world right now. At the end of the day, if you're looking for a fun, irreverent, action-packed hero's journey with a twist, I'd highly recommend Vagrant Queen. We unfortunately heard this week that Sci-Fi chose to cancel it, though. That is a huge mistake, in my opinion. In a time when we need to see and celebrate our sisters of color, in a time when we need to see stories of strong and vulnerable women played out, in a time when we need to elevate and help the crew behind the scenes get a chance to share powerful stories of hope, it seemed kind of like a poor decision to cancel it without really giving it much of a chance. That's one thing that really frustrates me about television nowadays. It's all about getting it in within, you know, five or six or ten episodes and hoping that they can make it beyond that. I was just so disappointed to see it canceled. I really hope that it can get rescued. That is one bright spot nowadays that we've seen happen with other shows. Winona Earp survived because people fought for it. 
The Expanse survived on a totally different network um, because it moved from sci-fi to Amazon, right? Uh, I believe Vagrant Queen could live on too if people could fight hard enough for it. I've seen a really interesting response on Twitter. Like people are, are raring to go. They want stories like this. They're craving stories like this. And it just seemed like an odd choice for sci-fi to, chan- to to cancel it. Maybe the ratings were just not there, but I think that if they'd given it a chance, it would have taken off. Regardless of what happens, I highly recommend giving it a watch. It was such a great series, and I plan on rewatching it again soon. Now, I also wanted to mention some additional resources to help you explore science fiction and fantasy worlds with strong Black female characters. We must of course, give homage to the first sci-fi series who introduced a black female character, Star Trek. But there is an entire world of powerful science fiction and fantasy series, books, and films to explore. I found this really incredible article on The Root, which contains a rundown of fantasy and science fiction made for black people by black people, as the tagline says. I'll share the link uh, to it on our Instagram when this uh, episode goes up and also in the show notes. If you don't click on any of the other show note links, please, please just check this one out at least. I've learned a lot from it and I have so many books, comics, and short films to add to my list of things to watch and read. A few additional characters that I really wanted to celebrate tonight are Lornette. Mace Mason from Strange Days, played by Angela Bassett. Mace broke the mold by being the kick-ass black woman who comes to the rescue of a white man. Many laud that role as one of Angela Bassett's finest, but I absolutely adore her in the television series 911. You'll also see her in the Black Panther film, too. Again, as I mentioned before, Lieutenant Uhara from Star Trek, was played by Nichelle Nichols. As I mentioned before, this role was iconic. Many refer to her as the queen. And while her role was limited, she still had a huge impact, and she also paved the way for so many additional opportunities and roles to open up for Black actors. Star Trek introduced its first Black female lead 51 years after the original Star Trek with Star Trek Discovery, and the character of Michael Burnham. Burnham is the series science... That's a lot of S's. The series science specialist and foster sister to Spock, so she has some excellent deep ties to the original uh, Star Trek. Zoe Washburn from Firefly is the last one I want to go over. She uh, is a massively important role. I loved that series so much, and I would highly recommend giving it a try if you haven't already. We did have a dedicated episode about Firefly a little while back, so once you're done with this episode, if you need something else to listen to, pop back and give that one a listen too. Zoe is never forced into a subservient role, and I feel she likely led the way for future series like Vagrant Queen as well. I could go on for days with all the research that I did while preparing for this episode, but hopefully... These will give you a good start to exploring the universe with strong and complex black female characters. Instead of an episode question, gentle listeners, I want to issue a challenge to you. Watch one of the series, movies, short films, or read one of the books discussed in today's episodes, and 
Let's start a discussion over on our Discord channel about the ones you enjoy most. And if you have any other suggestions, please don't hesitate to share them there too. Let's build up a list of awesome content to consume and share with our families and friends. And let's all take the time to stand up for what is right and to elevate, stand with, and listen to our Black brothers and sisters. That's it for this episode of Lasers and Lockets. We'll catch you back here in a couple of weeks for another awesome episode. We may or may not be exploring the world of Motherland Fort Salem. And by may or may not, I mean we definitely are. (laughs) Until then, be good to one another, rescue a robot or two, and stay safe. Get your nerd on and be awesome. All right.